This is what you say in English. Every week, you will listen to Frank's professional advice on speaking for exam preparation or for your personal development. You will get valuable advice on how to use grammar, vocabulary, discourse, and pronunciation. This is Season 2, Episode 19. everyone and welcome to episode 19 of what you say in english the podcast in which i listen to you and give you my professional feedback and today after finishing with a series of uh, four episodes on opinions about language i decided to continue with another analysis of someone's speech and someone's speaking performance i'm going to analyze the 33 year old actor from spain ursula corbero she became famous after, I mean, internationally famous after she took part in the Netflix TV show called Money Heist. It's also known in Spain as Casa de Papel, the House of Paper. It's, it's a reference to the money-making business. <laughs> no, it's not really. It, it's, when we say money-making, we refer to a business that it's very successful and makes a lot of money. Now, in this case, it's making the paper money. The money that, you know, the the Bank of Spain. The truth is, is that uh, Ursula became super famous in Spain before becoming internationally famous with the Money Heist, with the, with the show Money Heist. And she's, you would say that she's part of the uh, millennial culture because she was born in 1989. She's only 33. Well, now 30, 32. She's, she will soon be 33. And today we're going to be analyzing the interview that she had with Jimmy Fallon in the States. And as usual, you will listen to the whole clip. And then I'm going to talk about little by little. I'm going to be giving my impressions and, and I will try to, you know, as, as I usually do, I will try to talk about her capacity, her ability to manage pronunciation, discourse, grammar, and vocabulary. So... Stay tuned. This is what we're going to be doing today. Okay, so first of all, let's listen to the whole clip. Oh, dude. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Really? Come on. This is amazing. Oh, it is amazing. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. You came all the way from Madrid to yeah. see us. Yeah. Thank you so much. This Why is... not? <laughs> this, this is your first ever talk show, late night talk yeah. show appearance? Yeah. I'm so honored. Can you believe this? My first talk show here I'm so... with Jimmy Fallon, Nicole Kidman, chill, you know? <laughs> it's chill. It's just us it's talking. Chill. Well, yeah. I have to talk about it. Congrats on the success. Money heist. Thank you. I mean, this is... It's been crazy. Thank you, guys. Uh, when did you realize that it was, it was, it was just giant? Well, I remember I was, I was in Uruguay. Uh, I was with my parents-in-law and my boyfriend, and we were celebrating the New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it was crazy because I went to this party, and it was crowded, and all of a sudden, people didn't recognize me there before, you know? Yeah, sure. So all of a sudden, everybody was coming up to me like, Tokyo, eres una diosa, eres una... And I was like... 
Wow. What's Something going changed. on here? This is crazy. Something changed. Yeah. yeah. And and I remember I because my brain wasn't able to to understand what was going on. Cool. I remember I, I said to my boyfriend, what a coincidence that all the people who watch Money Heist are here in this, <laughs> in this party, you know? What, what are the odds? Yeah. Everyone who watched the it show like, are at this party. Yeah, it's like, this is crazy. <laughs> and I remember I, I had one million followers in, in Instagram. Yeah. And the day after, I had two millions. And I was like, come on, this is not working. <laughs> Anything is working. What's going on? You know? yeah, there you go. How is crazy, this possible? Crazy. Doubled from a million to two million. Uh, who have you been most surprised to hear is a fan of yours? Wow. I would say Madonna. Really? I Talk know. to me. Now, how? <laughs> yeah, no big deal. You know, celebrities. Uh, yeah, me and Madonna, celebrities, yeah. Celebrity, you know? yeah. How did you find out Madonna was a fan? So, this is a great story. I was in, uh, in L.A., mm -hmm. and I was traveling to... I was going back to Madrid, and there was this layover in London. So, when I got in on the plane, I went to the bathroom, and when I was going back to my seat, I saw Madonna. <laughs> and I was like... What? <laughs> is that Madonna? Yeah. And I saw how Madonna turned back to me, and she made this eye contact with me. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I saw how she came directly to me. She did. Keeping the eye contact. <laughs> you know? And then she, she came to my seat. Like, I, I don't know how to do it because I'm wearing this dress, but oh, sorry. She, started, she started putting on her shoes like this in my seat, her sneakers, you know? In your seat, on in your lap. In my seat, and she was like, hey, hi. And, and yeah, you go, wait, what's going on? And, and she said, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say, I'm a huge fan of you. Uh, I love Money Heist, and Tokyo is my favorite character. Are you kidding me? Madonna says that to you? Yeah. That's a win. No, no. That's a win right there. And I, I tried so hard to say something, but I couldn't. No. I, not even a word. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's coming out. And she was like, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Uh, and then she said, do you know who I am? Oh my God. What? No, oh, that was embarrassing. And I was like, all of a sudden, I... Came out. Could talk, yeah. you know, yeah. and I said, "Of course, I know who you are. You're Madonna." Okay, all right, all right, but that's <laughs> all right. Very, like, very loudly. Okay, yeah, right, yes. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And then she was like, "Okay," she gave me her phone, what? and she said, "Write your phone, give me your phone," and she left. So all of a sudden, I was with Madonna's phone in my hand, <laughs> and she left. This is Madonna's phone. You're entering your contact yeah. in Madonna's phone. And then I left, and I received this message from Madonna. A text message from Madonna. Yeah, and she said, darling, you forgot your passport in your seat. The stewardess has it. So because So of... I could fly back home because of Madonna. It's See, not that's exactly what she does. That's a great story. Exactly. We love you, Madonna. Of course, she does something cool like that. She's amazing. Uh, get ready. You're going to love this show. Thank you. Well, there's a lot to unpack in everything that Ursula said.
I think she's a fantastic speaker. I have to admit that because she... I think she's an incredible English speaker and she's attained this advanced level of speaking. Uh, I think uh, it's not only about speaking skills, it's also about her presence in the show. I think she does that fantastically. Of course, she got that from her experience in Spain and, you know, like uh, dealing with interviews. And I know that it, that's not easy. I know, for example, that uh, dealing with an interview in such a such a big show as Jimmy Fallon's late night show, um, I know it must must have been nerve wracking. And of course, if you have to deal with that, and on top of that, you have to deal with your ability to speak English. I, I think the, it it would be uh, a, a perfect recipe for failure. But she passed with flying colors as you know, people say in the States. I mean, I think she did an incredible job. But I will try little by little to um, mention the, the tiny little details that, you know, would make her English better, in, in a sense, I, I would say, or for people who would like to uh, pay attention to how they can reduce their accent if they're interested in, in such a thing. Also, with tiny little things that uh, to a native speaker would sound a little weird. and Not weird, but... Uh, a little different, um, and so to speak. But again, I have to say that she did incredibly well. I mean, she's, I'm, I'm surprised that, well, I'm not really surprised because I've been teaching in Spain for about uh, 13 years now. And I know, I know for a fact, from my experience, that uh, the new generation, the new younger people are starting to, uh, I, I guess, shed off this uh, bad image that, Spanish speakers are terrible English speakers. And it, it's, it's, you know, the thing about accent. And, and this is something that Spaniards themselves uh, say, uh, which I don't agree with because I think uh, you can find a lot of incredible people here in Spain that can speak the language very well. So let's begin with the first chunk uh, in which she speaks. So let's take a listen. I remember I was, I was in Uruguay. Uh, I was with my parents-in-law and my boyfriend, and we were celebrating the New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it was crazy, because I went to this party, and it was crowded, and all of a sudden, people didn't recognize me there before, you know? Yeah, sure. So, all of a sudden, everybody was coming up to me, like, Pio Tokyo, eres una diosa, eres una... And I was like... Wow, What's something What's going changed. on here? This is crazy. So the first thing that caught my ear was the way she referred to her in-laws. And this is something that it's commonly said, at least in American English, we, we don't say parents-in-law. We normally say in-laws to refer to the mother and the father-in-law. I know this is a kind of a mouthful. A mouthful is a lot of words that you have to say just to say one thing. And, you know, we say a mother and father-in-law, but together we say the in-laws, um, referring to, to, to them. And I think she was trying to be specific. And I know for, for example, that in Spain, people use the word, uh, which is one single simple word, which is suegros in, in Spanish. And, and I think she could have, uh, you know, uh, she, I think 
this is not a problem of intelligibility. I mean, I think people will understand anyway, but I would say that uh, she would she should say in-laws. The second thing that uh, I could I could hear was the pronunciation of this. Let, let's take a listen. Celebrating the New Year's Eve. Celebrating the New Year's Eve. So the way she pronounced Eve, it's a long E. Uh, we, we don't say Eve. Uh, celebrating New Year's Eve. And, and that's, that's how she said it. Again, this would not interfere with understanding in any way. People would still know that it's New Year's Eve, but we pronounce a long E in this case. And we say New Year's Eve, and we say um, uh, Christmas Eve. And, and the word Eve in itself, it's, it's a shortening of the word evening. So it's actually the evening before another event. So when we say New Year's Eve, we talk about the evening before New Year's Day. And when we say Christmas Eve, we talk about the, the evening before Christmas, Christmas Day, which is on the 25th of December. Another interesting thing that she did, and I think it's interesting because it's something that naturally uh, a lot of native speakers do, uh, it's the use of a demonstrative instead of a of an indefinite article. Listen. And it was crazy because I went to this party. And it was crazy because I went to this party. So normally speaking, someone would say, and it was crazy because they went to a party, to a party, or to a party. Uh, it depends if you want to emphasize it. But she said, I went to this party and she does it frequently and you will notice later, for example, in, in future clips. I mean, if you go back to the clip, you will listen to hear that she did it several times. And this is, I think this is great. I think this gives, um, her perform, I mean, her speaking performance is more natural, would sound more natural. And in this case, speakers usually use the demonstrative this to give immediacy to the event. And I think narratively speaking, um, using uh, this would make the, the place like to be uh, closer to, to what she's talking about. Uh, remember that demonstratives have this deictic uh, capacity, which means that they give a framework of what you're talking about. I mean, it gives usually a place, a time. For example, when we say, Oh, I saw him there. So that there uh, has an implication of uh, a space, uh, a place. And if we talk about this time, for example, it's about this time, you know, like it gives an impression of time. So using a demonstrative instead of an, of an indefinite article, I think it gives this natural, and I'm doing it now. I'm, I give this natural, natural, uh, natural impression of what you want to talk about, especially if it's, if you're telling an anecdote in this case. So I would say that very good on her. I think she did fantastically. I think she's, this is the way in which, you know, when you uh, expose yourself to English, you start learning these natural habits that a lot of uh, English speakers use in this sec in, in this other clip, I mean, in the same chunk. Um, I noticed something that was a little bit confusing, and it's the use of tenses, uh, especially when 
talking about past perfect. I think she used past simple, but she could have solved the situation by using past perfect. Let's take a listen again. It was crowded and all of a sudden, people didn't recognize me there before, you know. Yeah, sure. So all of a sudden, everybody was coming up to me like, Tokyo, it's not your side, it's not. And I was like, and, and good. So in this case, for example, she's talking about the situation in which people uh, wouldn't recognize her otherwise. I mean, if, if she hadn't done the, the show Money Heist. And it's a little confusing because it's, it's the way she uses the past simple, uh, the, the past continuous, she used the past continuous. Um, I think it's a little confusing because it doesn't state clearly for example, because if it hadn't been for the show, people wouldn't have been able to recognize her. Uh, she said, and I'm, I'm quoting, and all of a sudden people didn't recognize me there before. You know, all of a sudden everybody was coming up to me like, and then she said, by, by the way, what she said in Spanish was, uh, oh my God, Tokyo, you're a goddess. This is what, what people said in Spanish. And I thought it was, it was cute and it was funny. But anyway, in this case, for example, I think this, the, the whole structure was a little bit confusing. I think intelligibility was compromised because of the, uh, her use of the tenses. I think, and, and this is what I understand from experience. I think she could, I think she meant that if it hadn't been for the show, uh, people wouldn't have been able to recognize her, but it was totally the opposite. In, in this case, for example, people came to her and, um, you know, started, you know, recognizing her like, oh my God, you're, you're the girl from Money Heist. You're a goddess, you're incredible, and you're this and you're that. I think it was, it, it's still a little confusing to me. And I'm, I'm just trying to guess what she was trying to say in that case. Also, she's, she tends to overuse the past continuous especially when, when referring to single actions, I think, uh, she said people was coming up to me. Uh, so she, people were coming, sorry. People were coming up to me. If she's talking about rather specific, uh, actions, I think past simple would have done the trick a lot better. I think she lost control of a uh, grammar here and especially the use of tenses. When you're using narrative tenses, remember that we use uh, past continuous to talk about what the background, what, what, what was going on. And you use past simple normally to refer to single actions that take place in, in, within that context. So when Ursula continued with her story, she said this, so let's take a listen. And, and I remember I, because my brain wasn't able to, to understand what was going on. Cool. So in this case, for example, she's using my brain wasn't able to understand what was going on. And I think it's a little strange for using this kind of imagery. You know, my brain wasn't able as if the brain was a separate entity, you know, as if she was, she were talking about somebody else. And it's, I think it's creative. I think it's, she's using the language creatively, but I think it would have simplified the whole thing. I, th I think that my, my brain couldn't understand. I would say my brain couldn't understand as if I lost control of, of, you know, of the brain. 
Or, for example, I couldn't understand. I think it's it would be more simplified. You know, like my brain couldn't understand. My brain couldn't take. I think the use of be able to in this case maybe was not the best choice. I would probably use couldn't more than be able to understand, you know, what was going on. Let's continue. I remember I, I said to my boyfriend, what a coincidence that all the people who watch Money Heist are here in this, <laughs> in this party, you know? What, what are the odds? Yeah. Everyone who watches the it show like, are at this party. Yeah, it's like, this is crazy. <laughs> and I remember... Here she said, for example, I said to my boyfriend, and there apparently, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You can actually use it, I said to, I said to him, I said to her, and there, there wouldn't be any problem at all. I think it's great. It's okay. But I would say that, for example, I, I, I would, I would have used, I told my boyfriend because to use the word, uh, the verb tell has the implication of conversation, you know, and he replied, and I think it, it has better the implication of a conversation again, it's not a problem. It's perfectly fine. I, I would have used more naturally the word, the verb tell instead of tell said to, I don't know. When you say something to someone, it, it gives off the idea that you just say something and they listen. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. But then again, it's, I think it's a matter of choice. I would say, for example, that in other regions of the, the U S for example, people would have a preference over say, say to instead of tell, I think. In this case, for example, it's just a matter of preference and, and it doesn't affect communication in any way. Also, I would have to say that the word, the way she used the word, she pronounced the word co coincidence. She stressed it on the first syllable. She said coincidence instead of the second syllable. We say coincidence. So again, it, I, it wouldn't produce any problem in intelligibility. I think, it, you know, Jimmy would still understand what she's trying to say, but you know, it's just the second syllable, not the first syllable, not, not a big problem here, to be honest. And I think, again, she's doing fantastically well. I think she has great fluency. So very good on you, Ursula. So let's continue. I, I had 1 million followers in, in Instagram Yeah. and the day after I had 2 million. And I was like, come on, this is not working. Anything is working. What's going on? You know? yeah, you so in this short clip, she, she did three things that are not, you know, that would definitely give off the impression that she's still learning. And they're, you know, like quite basic mistakes. For example, the way she said, when she talked about the, the followers, she said, I had two millions and she used the plural. I think it slipped of her mind. I think she, she lost control a little bit. And then she, for a moment, I think she was battling over saying million or millions. And actually Jimmy, when Jimmy, you know, replies, he said 2 million, like explaining, I think, and this is something that I didn't like about the interview, Jimmy's behavior. I think he was trying to be very condescending and he was also repeating a lot of the things she said, you know, as if you know, making it clear for people that, oh, she's not a great speaker of English. I'm trying to paraphrase or say it better. Very bad on you, uh, Jimmy. I think he could have handled the, the situation and let her speak. I think she did very well. I'm just in here, in this analysis, I'm just being a little, a little bit picky, you know, I'm trying to, to get 
every single detail, but I think generally I love Jimmy. I think Jimmy's a great person and he's a great host, but in this case, I think he was, he was being a little bit condescending with her English. But anyway, Jimmy said million and in she, uh, Ursula said millions. She also said, for example, when the, the Instagram was not working, she said, this is not working. She said, this is not working. Anything is working. What's going on? We don't say this is not working. When, so when somebody says this is not working, we refer to that. Oh, this is, we're basically talking about a situation like, oh, like this thing between you and I, this is not working. I think in this case, work has a stative meaning. So you shouldn't be using it in the continuous form. I think the, if you talk about Instagram, you say this, this is, this doesn't work. I mean, there's something wrong with it. I would probably use, not use the word work. I would probably use, there's something wrong with it. There's something wrong with Instagram. And then she said, anything is, is working. So in this case, she thought that anything was a negative. And this is a common mistake. Anything is working. I would have to say nothing's working. So again, it's a typical mistake. It's a kind of a basic mistake. And it's, I think it was a slip. I think it was like, you know, one of those fossilized mistakes that nobody cared to correct, you know, when, when it was time to do it. But again, I think it was, this was, this part was a little bit confusing. This last part that I analyzed, what I think was a little bit confusing. The following part has to do with, uh, with how Ursula talked about Madonna and, you know, the whole situation with Madonna. I think she did really well. And I'm, I'm not going to like analyze like everything in it. I think in general, I would say that she did it re really well. And I know that dealing with n narrative tenses can be a little bit tricky sometimes, but there's an expression that she used when she, when she mentioned something that Madonna told her. And it's this. And, and she said, I'm sorry, I just wanted to say, I'm a huge fan of you. I love Money Heist. And Tokyo is my favorite character. So she said that uh, Madonna said exactly, I'm a huge fan of you. And I remember that when I was playing this clip to a friend of mine, he said that we would say, I'm a fan of yours. Instead of, I'm a fan of you, I would say, we would say, I'm a fan of yours, especially because Jimmy said it before. Let's, let's take a listen to how Jimmy said it before. Who have you been most surprised to hear is a fan of yours? So he said, fan of yours. But then again, because I watch a lot of the Jimmy's clips on, on YouTube, I, the other day, coincidentally, you know, out of, out of a chance, he was doing the section of a box of lies with Kate Beckinsale, another wonderful actor. He was doing that, that section. And when he talked about her, that he, he said, it's very, it's very hard to lie to you because I'm a huge, I'm such a fan, a big fan of you. And he said, you, not yours. And in English, we can use both. We can, I mean, so good on, on, on Ursula, because it's, we, it's something that we also say and to prove it, this is the short clip. I don't know if I, it's tough to lie to you. You know, I'm a big fan of it. 
Well, maybe the clip was not very clear enough and you actually have to watch it with subtitles in the original video to notice, I mean, to really get the you. But actually in English, we can use both. You can actually say, I'm a fan of you or I'm a fan of yours. In the context of Madonna, you know, in the story that Ursula was, was talking about, I think both would be perfectly fine. In the case of fan of you, the meaning is more probably actually saying that I like you as a person. I'm a fan of you would mean that you like the person. But if you say I'm a fan of yours, you're actually saying that you're one of the fans of the many fans that, that you're one of the fans, uh, you know, of that person. Another thing that really caught my attention was the way she was using like, for example, when talking about the, the, the experience with Madonna, I mean, when we re report situations, emotions, or words that other people say, informally speaking, we tend to use words like like or go. For example, she said, and she was like, and he would go, for example, that those expressions would be very informal to report what another person did or what another person said. So listen, listen to the way she did it. And she was like, are you okay? She said, and she was like, so it's interesting because that's something that we normally do in, in English. And it's part of the, you know, how natural she was, she was using English and how comfortable she felt telling the story. I think she was doing a, a fantastic job here. So in terms of vocabulary, I think she also did an incredible job because she used a lot of words related to the flying business, you know, like stewardess, passport, and you know, things like that. I think, I think she has a pretty advanced level and she doesn't have any problems. I think she, linguistically speaking, I mean, in terms of lexical resource, I think she did really well. She, I didn't feel that she was missing words that might, might make her discourse more, more understandable. I think, I think she's a great speaker and Ursula, if you're listening to this, if you ever get to listen to this, I have to congratulate you and commend you on doing such an amazing job. You're fantastic. And, and I think you have demonstrated once and for all that Spanish speakers, people from Spain can speak wonderful English. Of course, the, the things that I mentioned here in this episode, I think they're just tiny little things. Just in one moment when she was talking about the party, I think she lost a little bit of control and she overused a little bit of the past continuous tense. But then again, the whole conversation, actually, I have to, you know, say that Jimmy was not the best host in this situation. I think he's great, but I think it was a little bit patronizing. Well, not patronizing. I think it was a little bit condescending, you know, like repeating everything she said, but with other words, I think it's, a, it, it, he may have felt that people would not understand what, what she was trying to say, you know, as, as a. As an interviewer, you have to be a little more careful with that. I mean, in my case, when I assess my students' speaking performance, as a teacher, I sometimes use something which we call recasting. Recasting is when I, whenever I hear that a student is doing, is saying something that is not entirely, I, I don't want to use the word correct, but it's not entirely natural, for example, or it could be said in a better way more effectively, I would probably recast. Recast is repeating what the other person, what the student said and using the right word or using the right collocation in this case. And just to, you know, make the student notice. Sometimes the, the 
you know, the students listen to me and then they say, oh yes, sorry, the, the way you said it. So it's, it's a technique that we have as teachers and in the classroom is more than fine to use it, but in the real world to use recasting, I don't think it's the best approach because it's, it's annoying. And even, you know, in this case, for example, he's a native speaker of English, Jimmy, and you know, it's probably not the best, the best way to go. So again, I think Ursula, you did an, an incredible job and yes, it's right. I mean, what you said and what people tell you is, is 100% correct. You're a goddess. Eres una diosa. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much for such an amazing opportunity to analyze your English. So this is the end of today's episode. I hope you've liked it. You know that I know that there are a lot of fans of Money Heist. <laughs> I was, I was going to say the name in Spanish is Casa de Papel. And I, you know, I know there are a lot of fans. I mean, the show has become a, a great success, a major success around the world, pretty much like uh, the Squid Game from Korea, from South Korea. And I know that there are a lot of fans. I know that Ursula has a lot of fans out there and to them, I have, I, I can tell you that from me as an English teacher, you know, I've worked in examining, I've worked in so many areas in which I have to give feedback to, to people. I'm telling you, she's great. She's doing an amazing job. And I think she's a great role model, you know, for everybody out there. If you want to be like her, you know, she's, she's an amazing job. She's doing an amazing job. And, you know, to finish the episode, I want to tell you that I'm right now I'm doing a C2 proficiency course. Unfortunately, I don't have any spots available, but I want to let you know that for the summer, I'm planning on opening more spots, more courses, especially for a preparation for advanced and proficiency. So if you're interested, drop me a line and we can talk about your possibilities. Maybe if you're thinking about taking the exam later this year, I think doing something around the summer, I think it's going to be around the month of August in which I'm, I'm going to have a lot more time and I can open a few spots. I promise I will try to keep it as low as possible, you know, regarding the price and I, you know, so that everybody can benefit And and right now I'm having a great positive feedback from this course that I'm doing now. I'm doing it every Friday and they're a great group. They're 11, 12 people from different countries, different nationalities, and I'm having a lot of fun with them. And it's incredible how much fun they're having as well. So it's, it's all about having fun and the, the whole, my whole idea is just to, just to help them, you know, and learning a little bit more English and preparing for exams and things like that. So drop me a line to the email podcast at languageteaching.es. Or, you know, you can visit me on, on the podcast's Facebook page or, you know, I'm also a, a part of this uh, C2 proficiency group. You know, there are tons of ways in which you can contact me. So let me know if you're interested and I will save you a spot for, you know, the upcoming courses. So thank you very much. And until next week, bye bye. <laughs>